Today on CityCast Denver, what's the deal with masks, vaccines, and booster shots? I'm putting Bree and Peyton in the hot seat for a round of Guess That COVID Restriction. Today is Friday, August 20th, 2021. I'm Paul Caroli, and this is CityCast Denver. Welcome back to CityCast Denver. It's the show about the city with an embarrassing lack of a mid-sized arena. I'm Paul Caroli, and I'm here with our regular host, Bree Davies. Hi, Paul. I'm already offended by how you started this. <laughs> Why are you doing this to the Coliseum? <laughs> Isn't the Coliseum technically outside the city limits? No. I read that. No. It's on Brighton Boulevard. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. It's right next to where they want to build that new arena. Yes. Okay. Thank you very right. much. <laughs> of course. And also joining us today is CityCast Denver's newsletter writer, Peyton Garcia. Hey, Paul. Welcome to the show, Peyton. Thanks. Thanks for being here. So, it's Friday. And I think, unfortunately, what we have to talk about this week is the state of the pandemic. It looks pretty bad right now. Delta variants doing its thing, whatever it is, kind of mysterious. Case numbers are going back up. People refuse to get vaccinated. The slow march to another long, cold winter has begun. I'm dreading it, to be honest with you. Peyton, where are you at emotionally? Um, Confused, mostly. Confused? Confused. It's just, there's just so much going on it's hard to know who's requiring vaccine proof who's requiring masks i was just telling willie my fiance that we have to go back to carrying masks in our in our purses and our pockets because you just you just don't know where you might need them um i don't know it's just all it's just all very confusing just when i thought we were seeing the light at the end of the tunnel that light seems to be moving far away Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well i'd like to bring some light Back into the conversation, it's so funny that you talked about feeling confused because I have prepared a little game for us. <laughs> a little game. I Welcome games, to... Paul. Oh, you're going to love this. <laughs> this break. is a pop quiz because I studied. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's great. Um, well, welcome to Guess That COVID Restriction. Oh my God. <laughs> what I have done, I did a little bit of research and I found all of the latest COVID restrictions for three categories that are on everybody's minds right now masks, vaccines, and boosters. And so I've looked for the most recently announced restriction on the local level, on the state level, and on the federal level. And what I want to do is go back and forth between you and ask if you know the most recent restriction. Oh, my gosh. Okay. First person to three points wins. You get a point if you get it right. <laughs> okay. Let's right, do it. Let's get into it. All right. Who wants to start? Uh, I'll start. All right, Peyton. You did say that you had done I some mean, research. Yeah, so. you studied. Bring it. All right, Peyton, I'm going to give you a category and a jurisdiction, I guess, is probably the best word to say that. Okay. So, state vaccines. What does the state of Colorado have to say about vaccines? Do, so, do, do, polis do, do, is not going to enact a vaccine man he hasn't he's he's asked all state employees i think to get vaccinated before a certain date in september i think september 20th um and then anyone who doesn't get vaccinated any state employees that don't get vaccinated by that point in time has to undergo like weekly testings and wear masks but there's not any um 
big blanketing vaccine mandate for the state as far as I'm aware, I think. Ding, ding, ding. That is correct. There is no vaccine mandate for the state of Colorado as of right now, the morning of Thursday, August 19th. That may have changed by the time you hear this. Yeah. Good luck, everybody. Uh, Okay. One nothing. Peyton, congratulations. Bree, coming over to you. Okay. Here's a tough one. Okay. Booster shots? Yes. Local level. What does the city of Denver have to say about booster shots? Have we made a statement about booster shots? I don't think so. I'm pretty Ding, sh- ding, 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 ding. She is correct. Oh. We have not made okay. a statement about booster shots. There is no local guideline. Okay. Congratulations. For, and that's Hancock, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. On a city level. I Hancock wasn't able to find any. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that makes I haven't sense. seen anything. Local statement on booster shots. Okay. One to one. You two are good. Thanks. You two are good. Uh, okay, Peyton. I think you had state last time, so we're going to go to federal. Federal guidelines on masks. I'm pretty sure the last I heard, the CDC was saying they were encouraging everybody to wear masks indoors, regardless of vaccination status, in places that had high transmission rates. Is that correct? Ding, ding, ding. That is exactly right. I'm impressed. Thanks. I mean, you realize it's Peyton's job every day to read That's the why news. I was going to say, I feel like I have a little bit of an edge because... And regurgitate it into something readable and understandable for our readers. And then yeah, it's okay. my job to edit what she's written. Yeah. Very true. But that's not to say I'm not doing some serious <clears throat> mental shuffling. I'm trying to... It's taking some thinking for sure. Yeah. I, you know, in uh, looking up the answers to this, I didn't even realize that Biden was having this fight with Republican governors in some other states about mask mandates in schools. Mm. Oh, my God. Glad that's not happening here. All right. So that's two to one for Peyton. Bree, it's coming back to you. Okay. State level booster shots. What do our state level officials say about booster shots? I believe Polis said this week that he recommends or is he is recommending booster shots for immunocompromised people at this point. Um, but there is no tracking method or outreach or anything happening at this point. But if you are an immunocompromised person, you should be available to get a booster shot. Ding, ding, ding. That is correct. Can I add, though, that he... No, that was great. That was perfect. But while we're on this topic, (laughs) Polis also was, like, kind of underhandedly, like, telling people, but if you can get it, you should get it. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. Even if you're not immunocompromised, maybe you just want to get that extra booster shot. Like, you should just do it. And And then there was... um, I was reading an article that said there's no proof required that you're immunocompromised you just have to say i'm immunocompromised and right. i want the shot and then you can get it so i mean the the general statement is yeah exactly what Bree said but it's why it, this is wild to me because i have friends who live in mexico city and um mm-hmm. they have not been able to get vaccinated mm-hmm. yes yeah, some of them have flown to like new york city where you can walk into a Walgreens and get vaccinated. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And so the fact that, <clears throat> excuse me, the fact that we are already at the booster shot stage for us is a pretty big privilege. And the fact that we are the most under vaccinated of countries with access is just really gross I don't to me. think I realized that. Yeah. Just, I mean, I, it makes sense. I believe so. I know it's sense. kind of like, yeah, yeah of course. 
we I know, have we're the most a, access. We're in a position where you can literally walk into a Walgreens most or a places, Walmart. Most places, to be fair. I know yeah. sometimes in rural areas it's more difficult. For sure. Um, for folks that, you know, with transit issues and stuff, it's not like super easy, but... For the most part in America, mm -hmm. that access is much greater than somewhere like and Mexico. And yet we still have people who are like, nah. All right, back to you, Peyton. This is your chance to win. This oh. is could be your third point, which okay. is enough. What is the COVID guideline at the local level for mask wearing? I don't believe that there's been a definitive mask mandate put in place, a new definitive mask mandate put in place, except for in schools um, with certain exceptions. Okay, ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. Peyton, I'm going to give it to you. I think that counts. Yes. I did not see Mayor Hancock give any mask mandate. I'm pretty sure it's left up to the individual businesses. However, here's a quote from yesterday uh, from the Denver Department of Public Health and Environment. All individuals age two and older in Denver must wear a face covering that covers the nose and mouth when indoors at all schools and school-based extracurricular activities, regardless of vaccination status. Mm -hmm. So that's the latest on the local level. Lots of talk about schools. And I do think that back, it's been so long because we're so focused on vaccines and boosters now, which is great, but I'm pretty sure the last thing I heard was that you had, they were recommending, ever since Denver ventured into the high transmission rate level, it was recommended that you wear masks inside public, indoors in public places. So I think that's where we left off on mm -hmm. that. Okay. Well, that wasn't that confusing. You all got them all right. That's true. I mean, we do read the news every day. Oh, yeah. It's our job to know this kind of stuff. <laughs> well, hopefully our listeners are less, a little less confused. <laughs> yeah. And congratulations to everybody on getting through another day of this horrible, horrible pandemic. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on to a segment. It's time for a segment we like to call New Denver, Old Denver, because daily news moves so fast Every once in a while, we just have to check in on that slow-moving but constant state of change that we all feel every day living here in the Mile High City. So we're going to go around and talk about something we saw this week, each of us, that made us feel, oh, that old Denver pang of loss and regret or that new Denver feeling of uncertainty and fear for... <laughs> what am I saying? What is that new Denver feeling? What is that new Denver excited, feeling, Bree? Right? How, do you, how would you define it? I mean, it's it's like two sided, right? Like, mm. I I don't want to discount the fact that sometimes it's really cool. Yeah, new, um, good stuff. But most of the time, it's like, uh, what is that? <laughs> That's me, like half the time, walking down the street in certain neighborhoods, and I'll be like, what? What is that? Why do we have that? Why do we need that? Why is that? What it, What the hell is that? And maybe it's a building. Maybe it's a business that seems ridiculous. Sure. You know? Sure. So. Um, all right, Bree, let's start with you. You got one? New Denver, I, Old Denver? I do. I have an Old Denver, but it's like a celebration of thing, a place that feels so Old Denver to me that I enjoy. So my family and I went to see um, Alice in Wonderland, the family theater production at Su Teatro. But before we went to the show, we went to El Noa Noa across the street for dinner. And um, El Noa Noa is the Mexican restaurant that's like directly across from Su Teatro. Mm -hmm. And it has the most beautiful patio in all of Denver to me. It has like mature trees mm -hmm. and umbrellas. It's just, it's just beautiful. And it has a waterfall. 
And it's just on Santa Fe and 7th. And it's kind of, it's not super hidden, but you may not notice it there. And they're just, to me, my favorite Colorado Mexican food, too. So sitting on the patio. Right. Just enjoying the weather. Sitting outside. It was great. It was lovely. So shout out to El Noa Noah's patio. That's my old Denver spot. I love it. Peyton, you, uh, you're the only one of us that knows anything about food. You ever, be to, you ever been to old Noah, El Noah Noah? I haven't, but Bree's story is a really good segue into my new Denver, old Denver All right, yeah, selection, bring it on. which is that Federales recently opened in Rhino. It's right there on Larimer. Um, and that is, it's, it's new Denver. So it, Federales is owned by... Four Corners Restaurant Group out of Chicago, and they own a crap ton of stuff in Chicago, and they just opened here in Denver, and I read a piece by Molly Martin, the food editor at Westward, um, and she kind of reviews it, and she had some very interesting points. Um, I'm always excited for a new restaurant. I'm always excited for Denver's culinary scene to grow. Um, She did point out that, like, we have a very strong authentically like Chicano community. Um, So when you get a new chain restaurant that's owned by white people, it Mm -hmm. kind of just makes you be like, "Mm." good chain Mexican restaurant owned by white people. $6 tacos from a group not local to Denver when we have all of these amazing, super authentic Mexican restaurants here already. Um, She also pointed out the name Federales could be kind of controversial. Yeah, what does that mean? Well, it was the name that the uh, Mexican National Police Force used. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, I think it's a yeah. law enforcement. Yeah, oh. like in not, in, in a pretty, ne- it has pretty negative connotations. And what really got me was I was reading the article <laughs> and the guys um, who came up with the concept for Federales, the whole premise of the restaurant is based on this one dude's trip to an all-resort, um, an all-inclusive resort in Mexico. Which is where you find the worst Mexican food. So, like, that's Just that's what? the whole, the whole vibe. They were like, so why Federales? And they were like, well, this guy went to Mexico one time and had a really good time at this all-inclusive resort. And so we decided to, like, mimic that. And I'm like, uh, that's not really... <laughs> Have you been to an all-inclusive resort in Mexico? Yeah, it's, it's like not being in Mexico. No, for sure. And then he had he said that at this resort, his favorite it's like, thing. It's like going to like a mall and being like the food court. How do I <laughs> capture this essence? Yeah, like I'm a person yeah. that goes to malls on vacation, but I'm not in under any illusion that they represent the, the culture. culture of the place that yeah. I'm in. Well, so his favorite yeah. thing about this resort was they had this big or this this little tiny bell, and you could order these shots of tequila. And you would shoot your shot of tequila, and then you had to throw your shot glass and try and hit the bell. And if you hit the bell, everyone cheered for you. So he wanted to replicate that. So at this Federales, they have this little bell, and instead of glass, they serve you ice shot glasses. So they're like these like carved out ice cubes. You shoot your tequila, and then you chuck it at this bell. And these shots are ten dollars. So you're paying ten dollars to down this tequila shot and then throw your ice glass at the bell, which just seems like, what it that just feels like not... Senor Frogs or something. Right, it feels very gimmicky to me. Yeah. Um, not like, it's no El Noa Noah, it's no 
babachinos. And I have a very specific opinion on Mexican food. Um, I think you have to get your Mexican food from like a hole in the wall place run by Hmm. somebody of the culture. So anyways, I don't know. Maybe it's going to be really, really good. Part of me is a little skeptical that it's just, you know, from this one white dude's trip to an all-inclusive resort in Mexico. So we'll see. You know, those people are probably going to love that place. It's great for I them. could see myself going there and having a good time. Throwing paint. Oh. I can't see myself paying $10 Absolutely. to throw an ice cube at the Don't wall. I would, I would like Paul. to do that once. That sounds very fun to do once. To ring the bell and have everyone cheer for you for being, you know, so, you know, good and strong, I guess, that you drank a shot of tequila. It's definitely a specific <laughs> crowd that it'll be catering to. And I think it's going to not really impress Another large demographic, but who's he? We'll we'll see. I can't tell from your commentary, Peyton, how you feel about. I feel pretty torn. Um, I I mean, I'm I'm a first chance, second chance kind of person, especially when it comes to restaurants, and I'm I'm always looking for new great places to try. Um, I'm a little skeptical because, as I've said, I think Denver already has a ton of standout taco places and a really really strong Chicano culture and community. That already provides that. So, I mean, Federalis is going to have to come in here and really up the game to be impressive. And it's just like based on that origin story, it's not it's not a great first impression, in my opinion. But that's not to say I wouldn't try it. Mm-hmm. So there you go. One old Denver Mexican restaurant, one brand new Denver Mexican Perfect. Restaurant. Very cool. All right. So I've got one that's like... I think for a lot of people, this will feel like a new Denver thing, but it gave me very old Denver feelings. It gave me that very familiar old Denver pang of, aww. Okay. Um, so last week, the Uniqlo on 16th Street Mall closed. This is the Japanese clothing store that took the place of the old Barnes & Noble. Have you all ever, did you all ever go? Was it like H&M style? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little, a little nicer. Like a Japanese H&M? Yeah, to me, it's like a Japanese gap. Oh, nice. For basics. Mm-hmm. Great now, now you're speaking to me, Bree. I know. It was a great it was a great store. <clears throat> well, that's um, too bad. Yep. And it's gone. What's gonna go there now? Do you know? I have no idea. I have I no have idea. Not heard what anything. should go in there? What would you what would get you back to the sixteenth <clears throat> street mall? It's that nice two story place, got a good escalator I would say in there. Maybe a nice big bookstore. Bree? I think we need to make a trip then to McGregor Square to see the new tab. I know. Cover. I agree really with that. Is what we should. need to do. Probably should. Um, I was in high school when they built the pavilions. I watched them knock down an apartment building to build it because we watched it basically from the Paramount Hmm. Cafe patio where we used to smoke cigarettes in the 90s. But um, what I remember distinctly is when they knocked that building down to build it, really old buildings, when you knock them down, smell terrible. Really? (laughs) They're like, it's like dust and dirt. That makes sense. Oh, it's disgusting. Disgusting, and I re- just vividly remember it. And then they built the pavilions. And the thing with the pavilions is it's an outdoor outdoor mall, right? Of course, of and course. those are like the trend is indoor outdoor. Like every ten or fifteen years, they build indoors, then they build outdoors, then they build indoors, then they build outdoors. So that was during the outdoor mall yeah. lifestyle center craze of mall building. Yeah. So I know you're trying not to be this guy anymore, Bree, but I kind of love when you're this guy. <laughs> Oh, I'm like, remember when it used to be be this? 
<laughs> a stinky old building. <laughs> Give me 10 years and I'll, I'll be that person about the Uniqlo store. Yeah. It's like, there used to be a really great Japanese fast fashion store here. It's a really fun place to hang out sometimes. <laughs> and that's all for the week here on CityCast Denver. Our producers this week were me, Paul Caroli, Natalie Rivera, Peyton Garcia writes our morning newsletter. Our host, of course, is Bree Davies. Our music is by Los Mocuchetes, with additional mixing by Tyler Lindgren. Plus more from the Epidemic Sound Library. If you haven't already, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at CityCastDenver. You can sign up for that daily newsletter and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. Peyton, you want to sign us off? See ya. <laughs> See you all next week. Bye. You're looking very mischievous. I know, Paul. What got up your sleeves?